Blog Talk Radio. Time to relax. You know what that means. It's time for you to face that you're addicted to spuds. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Yeah. <laughs> that was a close one. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's <laughs> almost a very... Uh, at about 1.26, I was getting ready to call in, and my phone like decided to restart itself. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I hope this reboots in time. And luckily it did. And even then, once I got on, once I called in and everything, I probably had a good 45 seconds still. But it was like, I couldn't hear you, so I tried muting us both and then bringing us both back. But even that, the computer was, like, being super slow. So eventually I was like, oh, I hear Pete, but I guess he can't hear me because I'm talking. <laughs> He's not saying anything. <laughs> so I had to wait and try to unmute myself again. So I was having all kinds of issues. <laughs> I finally got it to work as it was about five seconds left. <laughs> well, it's good to see that you're back. That's good. Hello. Consistency. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about. Consistency. <laughs> Consistence, consistent low quality. That's what we strive for. Yep. If you always expect shit... You've come to the right place. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Well, we got two different lists to do today. Uh, we're each going to do a separate list. Um, I think, I guess I'll probably go first because my list will kind of lead into yours. Not to spoil anything. Adam Sandler becomes a big star? <laughs> totally. <laughs> I mean, he is, whether we like it or not. I don't think most people like it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I liked it for a while. Then took a dark, dark turn. Well, tell the good people what our lists are about this week. <laughs> Uh, this week, I'm going to be doing a list I've wanted to do for quite a while, um, probably since we first even started this show, but I didn't have a full 10, um, but now I do, and I actually have a couple of honorable mentions I'll probably save so that some at some point we'll do this again. Uh, but this is just kind of my top 10 uh, minor characters who had a big impact, you know, really made the most of their screen time. <laughs> they had very minor parts, but you know they just—they're pretty awesome and pretty memorable in those few moments of screen time. Uh, and then Pete's going to do his list of top ten Adam Sandler movies. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. 
which is a list we had talked about doing, uh, both doing at one point, but then I'm like, man, I don't really know that there's 10 I could come up with that I really care about. <laughs> That's really pushing it. I was able to do it. Um, and, I, and I wasn't scratching at the bottom of the barrel either. So there, there's, That's true. There's truly 10 ones that I like. So I was, I was all right. Yeah, I think you... I, I can see where you're coming from because I think at 12, man, I don't know if I could have done done 12. 11 would have been tough. But, yeah, I got 10 that I've got. I, I do like a lot. Oh, that's good. I think you've seen more of his uh, serious movies than I have, which probably gives you more to draw from. Yeah, true. And one of them, honestly, one of them would be my number 11. And I could have, oh, no, I could have done 12 easily. Uh, I mean, spoiler alert for this one, I guess. Uh, Punch Drunk Love is not on my list. I have seen it, and I do like it a lot. But if I'm going to put it on my list, I would have talked about it, and I can't remember anything about it because I have a whole <laughs> But I do like Punch Drunk Love because uh, Adam Sandler's great in that movie, and uh, Punch Space is in there, too. Uh, I just know him as, uh, oh, fuck, what's his name? I, I know him as Dusty from Twister, but I can't remember his actual name. Uh, oh, Bill Paxton? No, no, that's not Dusty. <laughs> that guy's name was Dusty. <laughs> trying to think who Dusty was. It was, uh, hmm. hold on, now i got to look it up because this is going to drive me. It's going <laughs> to eat me out a lot. <laughs> And that's just filthy. We can't have that in the air. Even though no one's monitoring this or hearing it. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I'm trying to find it on this list. Uh, hold on. There. I'm trying to think what other dudes were in that movie. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Helen Hunt with a penis. Oh, okay. Oh, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I know, and oh, dude, he's so good in this movie. I just, I really wish I could remember a single goddamn thing about it. I, this one was probably <laughs> in my top ten list if I've seen this one recently, but I just, uh, I can't remember shit about it. Do you remember what the plot like was in general? No, <laughs> not a damn thing. I remember the blue suit, and I, man, I, I don't remember anything much about that movie at all. But it, it is a good serious <laughs> movie if you're looking for a good series. I know that. Lately, he's been coming out with, uh, you know, a couple serious-ish movies on Netflix that I've been told are pretty good. It's just, it's hard for me to give him the time anymore. Yeah. I hear they've been pretty bad for the most part. <laughs> I think maybe that, that one Meyerowitz whatever thing, I think that one I heard was pretty decent because it wasn't really an Adam Sandler movie. It's uh, more like an actual movie that he just happens to be in. <laughs> Oh, okay. But all the ones I think he's been doing for Netflix seem like they've been pretty terrible. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we'll get there. All right. Well, you kick us off. <laughs> the rise and decline of Adam Sandler. <laughs> deep, deep, deep bird. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I will start with my list. Um, like I said, I'm going to leave the honorable mentions off. Probably do this again at some point. Um, the order is kind of kind of loose here. It's hard to pick uh, totally, but it's it's in a loose order from ten to one. So that's something. <laughs> a very floating order that could change from minute to minute. But yeah, I tried to keep it to people who 
characters who had very, who maybe only had one or two scenes, if possible. Um, you know, definitely didn't have much of an impact, and the plot, for the most part, um, or were just kind of, just kind of there, but. But in their little bit of screen time, you really remember them and really just, you know, they stood out. <laughs> oh, sounds good. Yeah. So my number 10 is going to be from a movie that I seem to be in the minority of not thinking it's like, oh, my God, the greatest action movie that was ever made. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I definitely, like, I, I appreciate this movie more than I actually like it, I think. Because, <laughs> I mean, I definitely appreciate that they try to do all the stuff practically, and it's not just loaded up with CGI and that kind of thing. And so for that aspect, I definitely appreciate all the work that went into it. Um, the movie itself, though, really doesn't have much of a plot. What little plot there is is just like, hey, we're going to drive real far this way, then realize we have to go <laughs> completely back to where we started and drive back the other way. <laughs> so it's not really overloaded with a, with a, you know, a great plot that really keeps you guessing. It's kind of just one big long car chase, which is not totally my bag. In terms of action scenes, car chases are, are pretty down on the list. <laughs> But there's one character who always stands out to me oh. from this movie. <laughs> you might have an idea who that is. Maybe. I maybe. <laughs> he, I guess, pops up in a couple of different scenes, but really doesn't do a whole lot. He's got one stick that he keeps doing over and over again. Uh, this is a guy, I couldn't tell you his name, but he's basically the guitar-playing puppet guy who was on front of one of the bad guy's trucks. <laughs> he's this, like, mutated-looking dude who's got this, like, puppety harness that kind of keeps him up on front of one of the trucks, and he's just kind of standing there like a mascot for these for these bad guys and he stands there and plays the guitar the whole time and it's not just a regular guitar it's a guitar that has a flamethrower attached so while he's playing it's shooting flames out all over the place and it's one of the most badass things you'll ever see in your life <laughs> that's pretty great I have yet to see this movie I fell asleep when I was oh. the first time you should, I mean, it's worth checking out for that part alone, because <laughs> this guy is great. Yeah. He never says a word. Um, he really, like I said, he's not like, oh, like, oh this is their leader. Nope, he's just kind of like their drummer boy, almost, from, like, old-timey wars. What? He's just there to play the fucking guitar. Yeah. He's definitely, like I said, he's the standout. <laughs> he's not much of a character, but goddamn, he just looks so badass. It's just such a great idea of a character. That's pretty great. Yeah. So he's definitely definitely the most memorable part of that movie and something I'll always remember. <laughs> if they did a whole spin off about him, I'd probably be in for it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> or at least an online, you know, Cobra Kai type series. About that guy. <laughs> um, my number nine. <laughs> yeah. 
he's a good guy. He was really just trying to play the guitar. He like teaches, you know, underprivileged kids how to play the guitar on weekends. He just took this gig to play the guitar and this fucking Mad Max had to come in and fucking kill everyone. No, Mad Max's kid came in and killed his daughter in a car accident. (laughs) It wasn't Mad Max's fault. Everybody's just kind of misunderstood. I mean, the guy's name is Mad Max, so (laughs) clearly he's got anger management issues. No, he's just crazy. <laughs> Should have got Mighty Max. Now, if it was Mighty Max in that movie, I'd be interested. He'd just be opening, oh using his hat to open portals from one place to the other. Skip all the driving. The world would be interested. That'd be so good. <laughs> they need to make a Mighty Max movie. That'd be glorious. Or remake the cartoon in that weird, stupid style like the Thundercats. That's what we all need. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> That'll be the last nail in the coffin of my childhood. Yep. Not even the like the little tight punch from Kill Bill Volume Two will break it out of that coffin. It'll just be dead. <laughs> That'd be rough. <laughs> ah, fucking thing. Just makes me so mad. All right. Well, my number nine. Uh, this character does have lines. <laughs> uh, from a, one of my favorite movies. We've talked about it many a time on this show. It's definitely come up once or twice. Um, but I'm talking about the character of Tina from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Played by Jan Hooks uh, from Saturday Night Live. She was the tour guide at the Alamo. Hmm. Okay, yeah. I remember <laughs> this, okay. Yeah. So she's when Pee Wee, you know, he thinks his, his bike is in the basement of the Alamo, and she's the one leading the tour guy, or, you know, the, leading the tour. He just wants to go right to the basement. But she's like, no, no, we'll get, the, you know, <laughs> before she... Before he even gets to say where he wants to go, like she's just like, hold all questions to the end, like you know, we're gonna we're gonna get there, we're gonna go through the whole place, blah blah blah. And uh, she's basically, I just I don't know what what about this performance I like so much, but she just feels so real, and like her southern accent is pretty great, and just her, like she get perfectly embodies that tour guide type of like fake happiness, and it like seems genuine and all that kind of stuff. But what really my favorite part of this whole scene is she kind of she's doing all the typical bullshit about like you know uh, here you know the Indians called corn maize <laughs> here she is working on an adobe can you say that with me adobe <laughs> but the best part is when she's like you know Pee Wee's just standing there he's fucking looking impatient like tapping his foot and shit. He just clearly wants to get to the basement. And uh, she's just like, there are literally thousands of uses for corn, all of which I'll tell you about right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, God, that's great. (laughs) Oh, that part cracks me up so much. (laughs) 
<laughs> just the thought of him having to stand there while she goes through a thousand uses for corn. <laughs> uh, it was just such a great role. Um, that movie is full of great little side characters, um, but she is one that always stands out in that line, especially. Just it fucking kills me every time. Um, so yeah, Jan Hooks, the character of Tina from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, pretty great. That's a weird pull. That's a weird pull. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever, I do what I want. You can do whatever you want, but it's still a weird pull. <laughs> I give lots of things a weird pull, if you know what I mean. I just threw it in my mouth. <laughs> All right, number eight. Uh, is a character from the movie, uh, I want to say 1993, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Talking about a little character called the clown with the tearaway face. <laughs> and I was just, I love that guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's kind of in a lot of the crowd scenes, uh, but really his one claim to fame is kind of the one part in the This Is Halloween song where he gets to say his name. Um, and it's just, I don't know what it is about this character. He looks really cool. Uh, the fact that he just takes his face off and there's just like nothing there is fucking great and cool to see in a kid's movie. Um, <laughs> Danny Elfman does the voice for him in there, which... Uh, again, knocks it up a notch, but he does a lot of the voices, especially in that song. Uh, so that's not totally unique, but it's, I don't know. I just, I really, really enjoy that character, especially, I think what even more kicks it up a notch is his name. <laughs> a name that just puts it right on Front Street. They could have called him, like, you know, Giggles the Clown or something like that, but it's like, nope, he's the clown with the tearaway face. <laughs> you know what you're getting, right, with that name. Yeah. <laughs> he's a clown and he's got a tearaway face <laughs> I wish everybody's name was that descriptive and just <laughs> you know what you're getting my name is Pete with a little smacky smacky <laughs> my name is Pete and I like to mash <laughs> you know what you're involved with me <laughs> Oh, good times. Yeah, see? That would make the uh, whole online dating thing so much easier. <laughs> that is true. Oh, God, what's going on over there? Sounds like you just got into a fight. Hopping out of the, the, fight. the phone hole. <laughs> oh, yeah, and I love the fact that uh, that his voice is so like high and and weird when he's just a clown, but then he takes it off and it's got this you know deep, fucking scary ass voice that just comes out of his non face at that point. That's pretty good though. Yeah, I guess I'll give this one to you. I suppose I wouldn't say he's really stand out, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. For me, he's one of those creatures that ever since I saw the movie, it's like, man, I love that guy. <laughs> it's got a lot of great creature design, really, in that movie, but that one in particular just kind of like 
Damn, that's fucking badass. All right, cool. All right. Well, my number seven. Uh, I've got a clip for this one. I do have some clips on some of these. Um, but <laughs> this was a movie I liked a lot. Um, not a lot of people ended up seeing it in the theater. Uh, I'm not sure if it's caught on much on DVD or anything since. Um, but I, I love the crap out of this movie. Uh, it was a Shane Black movie, who I think we've talked about a little bit on the show before. I, I really love his movies, so I'm definitely looking forward to this Predator movie that he's making. Um, if for no other reason, then he's pretty great, and the dialogue is usually pretty good in his movies and that kind of thing. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, this was a great movie, I thought. Uh, the Nice Guys, starring Ryan Gosling and uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, I've never heard of it. Oh, so good. It came out probably two two or three years ago. Um, it was really good. It's a good, like, um, like a buddy comedy of these two private detectives, both of whom have very different styles. Like, Ryan Gosling's kind of this, like, bumbling alcoholic dude <laughs> who's got a daughter that he's, who's, like, way, you know, more with it than he is. And Russell Crowe's just kind of like this badass, you know, tough as nails type dude and they kind of end up working on this case together not that they really want to but you know they kind of end up there by circumstance or whatnot and uh, so they're looking for this girl who has gone missing um and it kind of the plot quickly starts involving the uh the porn <laughs> uh side of the world um good, good, and so at one point <laughs> yeah as all good 70s movies do it all comes back to porn. It's <laughs> very true. <laughs> so they go to this house and they're looking around, and uh, there's this one guy is showing them around, that kind of thing. And then there's this kid, like riding by on his bike, probably about 13 years old. Uh, and they kind of stop to talk to this kid, and this kid's being a fucking smart ass, and he wants twenty dollars to even talk to them at all. And so they kind of they they pony it up and. And they're asking him questions. And here's a little bit of a clip of what happens uh, with that kid. <laughs> Let's see, where is it? There it is. <laughs> it says it's playing. I'm not hearing anything. <laughs> Since it's 20 seconds in, but it's not playing anything. Uh, what the fuck? All right. Let me try reloading the studio. See if that helps any. Mm-hmm. You see a girl about five eight, dark hair, named Amelia. Nope. Saw that famous chick. What famous chick? Dead one, porn star, Misty something. You saw Misty Mountains here? Yeah. Talked to the producer. At... No, his name was Sid. Sid Hatrack. Yeah. Nobody's name is Hatrack. Whatever. Tried to get a job. I offered to show my dick, cause. I got a big dick. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. 
Yeah. You sure you didn't see another girl? Nope. Guess I'm gonna see my dick. Nobody wants to see your dick, dude. Twenty bucks? We already paid you twenty. What am I saying? Oh, all right. Bag. <laughs> Weird. Uh, that kid is so funny. <laughs> you guys want to see my dick? <laughs> no, nobody wants to see your dick. <laughs> I just love that he caps it all off by calling them fags for not wanting to see his dick. <laughs> oh, that movie is so funny, and that that just always stood out from the second I saw it. Man, that was a funny part. I love that. That was pretty great. <laughs> so, kid on the bike from the nice guys. It's pretty great. It's pretty strange. <laughs> you should watch that movie. It's it's really good. And also check out uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. That's a really good movie too. It's got Robert Downey Jr. in it, so you know it's good. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is pretty much what it comes down to. <laughs> oh, damn it! I do like a lot of his movies, though. Yeah, he's even in movies that aren't great. He's always pretty solid. I don't think I've ever seen like, oh, Robert Downey Jr. was just terrible in this movie. <laughs> He's usually one of the better parts, even if it's a terrible movie. Yeah. All right. Well, number six. Um, this is one you're going to be very familiar with. Oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I do not have a clip for this, so I'm hoping that you will aid me in doing the line yourself. <laughs> Because nobody reads it back as as well as you. Okay. <laughs> Talking about a recent, the most recent uh, installment of the Hellraiser franchise, Hellraiser Judgment, there's a little character they introduced called the Assessor. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the best. Who shows up <laughs> probably about twice throughout the movie. Um, <laughs> I don't think he even has any lines. Oh, he's got well, he's got the one line, obviously. But other than that, he doesn't do a whole lot of talking. He just kind of uh, does some eating. <laughs> Unlike most of the Hellraiser creatures, which are like these demonic-looking, you know, freaky things who've got nails in their heads or you know, CDs stuck in their body, whatever. Uh, he's just like a normal-looking dude who's like a fat guy. Uh, who doesn't wear a shirt, but does wear, like, a jacket, <laughs> like a suit jacket. <laughs> Just an odd look. Uh, I don't know that you ever see, like, his legs, so a guy only knows if he's wearing pants or not. <laughs> no, I kind of just picture him wearing, like, tidy whiteies. Yeah, he is. He's just wearing tidy whiteies and a blazer. You do see it. It's not, uh, <laughs> it's not what you want to see, though. <laughs> He's got, like, kind of a beard, but not even, like, a full beard, just kind of, like, a little bit of stubble. He's got, like, white hair. Um, he's just kind of sloppy and gross-looking. <laughs> this kind of look that they were going for. But not, like, supernatural at all. 
other than the the blazer with no shirt, which is just weird. <laughs> yeah. But he's part of this whole judgment process where they basically take people in and, you know, kind of rule, make a ruling on all their past misdeeds and that kind of things. Um, so he eats these pieces of paper that the, uh, the what was it, the auditor put together? Auditor, yep. Yep. Yeah. And he puts a very special ingredient on top of those before he eats them. P, would you like to tell people what it is? <laughs> oh, he puts tears from children. <laughs> yeah, that's like his one line in the movie, <laughs> and it just it made such an impact that like last time you were in, we just kept quoting that line over and over and over again. <laughs> Which is just a strange thing to do, but we had it had. To <laughs> It's like the way he says it, too. It's just so weird. (laughs) From children. From children. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yeah, I I like that character. Um, I don't think things ended well, so we might not get to see him again. (laughs) But... No, he started choking. Choked. Yeah. But you never know. This is horror movies where <laughs> you can come back from anything. That's very true. <laughs> All right. Number five. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, I've got some clips on this one. Now, this is a character from a David Lynch movie from like the very, I want to say the end of the 80s, probably like 89 or so, called Wild at Heart. Um, it's a Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern movie. And there's this one scene, kind of in like the middle of the movie. Um, basically, the long and short of it is Nicolas Cage has been in prison. Um, and he just got out and was kind of reunited with Laura Dern, who was like his girlfriend before all this. And so they get back together and they're kind of going on a road trip trying to get away from her family and that kind of shit. And just. Uh, so it's kind of. It's like most David Lynch movies, there's a lot of just weird shit going on. <laughs> But less so than some of his, like, 90s movies, I would say. It's a little bit more of a straight story, just, you know, weird in that David Lynch style, which I really like David Lynch. Like, half the time I have to try to look up what exactly happened in this movie because I couldn't follow it at all, but I do really like his movies, i got to say. Um, but there's this scene in the middle where they're kind of lying in bed. I think smoke, like, Nicolas Cage is probably having a cigarette, that kind of thing. And Laura Dern just starts going into this story about her cousin, uh, a guy named Jingle, or his name was Dell, but they call him Jingle Dell because he's, like, obsessed with Christmas. <laughs> and basically, like, any time his mom has to, like, you know, it'll be, like, June, and his mom has to tell him that, you know, Christmas is, like, six months away still, and he would just scream mercilessly. <laughs> <laughs> and he walks around wearing like a Santa Claus suit most of the time and it's clear this Dell guy is just really he's fucking crazy and has a lot of issues um, and now what this scene has to do with the rest of the movie I have no idea <laughs> it really has nothing to do with any of the other characters in the movie they never go see this Jingle Dell um, you know it, it really doesn't seem to have any effect on this movie at all. I don't know why it's there just other than to be two minutes of just weirdness. But it's a great scene because Jingle Dell is played by Crispin Glover. <laughs> oh. 
So you know you're in for a good time when you just get two minutes of Christian or Crispin Glover. So here, they got two clips I wanted to play. <laughs> He's just the best. He's so weird. And this is the perfect role for him. And the fact that it's so short, I guess, just kind of makes it stand out even more because they don't run it into the ground. It's just like, here, here's, here's a little bit. Enjoy. So the first clip, uh, this one I know I've played for you before uh, because <laughs> I think I quoted it every time uh, you would go, like we used to play when we would play games on Skype, and uh, you're like, all right, I'm going to go make my lunch. <laughs> and I would always quote this back to you <laughs> and tell you this is what it reminded me of. Um, this was, there's basically like uh, Crispin Glover, his character just for some reason decides he's going to, he he gets obsessed with making sandwiches at night. Um, so one night, his uh, his mom comes into this, uh, you know, into the kitchen. He's there by the sink just making sandwiches. There's like a whole stack of like, gotta be like 200 sandwiches just lined up on the kitchen counter. And here is that interaction. I got so each day up all night making sandwiches. Del, what are you doing? I'm making my lunch! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just I love it because <laughs> he just loses his shit. <laughs> uh, Crispin Glover is just the best, <laughs> especially when he's got to be just you know kind of crazy or just go from zero to ten in a second. There's nobody better at that. I'm making my lunch. <laughs> 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 He's got like 300 sandwiches sitting there. <laughs> it's even funnier that it's not like some big fat guy. This is like Crispin Glover, who probably weighs like 100 pounds. <laughs> that's what makes it. That's what makes it the best. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so the other clip is uh, just a little bit later in that scene where she's Laura Dern starts talking about how uh, about some some other weird quirk that Jingle Dell had, um, and here it is. Nicholas Cage's reaction is pretty great too. Uh oh, it's doing that thing again. Got so each day about. Hmm. I want to play this one. Oh, blog talk. Why do you curse us so? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I guess I'm going to reload the studio again. We'll just skip that one. But basically, like she says, starts talking about how eventually his her aunt, his mother, caught him putting cockroaches down his underwear. 
<laughs> including one time, like he was putting a big roach right on his anus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's just like, you just see scenes of him like out waiting for like a bus, just doing these weird like karate like type moves as he's like he's squirming around with these cockroaches in his underwear. <laughs> it's just prime Crispin Glover. <laughs> And Nicholas Cage is like, oh hell, Peanut. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear this story. <laughs> Alrighty. That's that's <laughs> It's pretty great. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Alright. But yeah, like I said, it's only like a two minute scene. Um really doesn't have anything to do with anything, but it's it's very memorable and very great. Um, so that's my number five. Uh, my number four, hopefully this shit will work this time, uh, is the only entry on this list that comes from a TV show and not a movie. Um, this, obviously when I was younger, uh, as you're well aware, uh, I was quite obsessed with The Simpsons. Oh, weird. <laughs> uh, this was definitely one of my favorite shows for a long, long time. Um, I loved it quite a bit. Now, there was a, a lot of characters on that show. And I'm really not going with anyone that you would probably, you know, think of as a Simpsons character. This was a character that I think only appeared in this one episode. He wasn't like a, a regular that you'd see around Springfield that I... At least back in the day, this is when I was watching it. By now, there probably there's been so many seasons they've probably given this guy like his own episode. <laughs> I'm sure that's probably happened by now because <laughs> they're so just out of plots. They're like, well, what do we do now? It's been 32 years or whatever it is. <laughs> huh. Yeah, <laughs> but. I'm talking about the episode where Marge went to uh, become a police officer. <laughs> and I'm sure this will sound very familiar to you. Because these are lines that I still quote quite often. Because there's the part where she goes to the police academy and is doing all the training and shit like that. And Chief Wiggum's kind of talking about it and all that stuff. And there's this... Uh, there's this guy who is right next to Marge, who is clearly unstable. <laughs> and he just has two lines in this whole thing, but they're pretty great. He's just, he's like, he's like twitching. He's like super pale. He's like just furious at everything. <laughs> and he wants to go through the cop training. <laughs> and here is his lines uh, right here. If it'll play. Motherfucker. Um, it's going very well. <laughs> I know. What the hell? <laughs> Why is this being such piece of shit. Mm. 
one more time. It takes one solid weekend of training to get that badge. Forget about the badge! When do we get the freaking guns? Hey, I told you, you don't get your gun until you tell me your name. I've had it up to here with you, Rillals! <laughs> yeah, I do know this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I still say that all the time. <laughs> I don't know why this made such a huge impact on me. I guess kind of like the Crispin Glover thing. I just like when people get super angry out of nowhere. <laughs> Not prompted by anything, but they just start screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've had it up to here with you. Rebels. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's a classic right there. That uh, that was when that show was on top of the world. Hmm. <laughs> Can't even say it wasn't, because it was. <laughs> but anyway, that that's number four. Um, number three. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, I think this is the only line this character has in this whole movie. I think this is the only scene he was in. If he was in some other part of the movie, it was very small. And then I don't even remember it happening. But I'm talking about the movie, uh, not another teen movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a movie we haven't talked about much on this show, but I really like that movie. Um, unlike a lot of these, you know, parody movies that have come out the last 10 to 12 years or whatever it's been, where they just became shit. <laughs> and we're just, hey, we're going to reference things without actually having jokes. Um, this was back when it was still good. <laughs> like this and the original scary movie and you know, the second scary movie. Those were pretty good. Uh, there's, there were still some good ones back then. Uh, and this one, there's a big song as everyone's getting ready for the prom. And <laughs> I think it's basically once, once the song really starts kicking in, it's basically near the first part. Uh, the three kids who are trying to lose their virginity are singing a verse. And <laughs> they're at like a diner. And basically the minor character that we're talking about is the guy who I'm going to play a little bit of this this song for you. He's going to be the last line, the uh, the fourth line. Um, he is the cook at this little, you know, diner thing that they're at. Um, and his line, like I said, I think this is the only line, the only part he's in in the movie. But his line just always cracks me up. And for a long time, I'd be like, I would forget that it was coming. And just every time I watched it, I would just laugh my ass off. And now I, I do remember that it's there, but I still love it just as much. So uh, this is The Cook from Not Another Teen Movie. Uh, here it is. If it'll play. <laughs> what the fuck? It keeps showing like the counter going. <laughs> Most of the time it works pretty good. Just today, it seems, it's having an issue. I don't know if it's my internet or what. But it makes me so mad. 
know where that leads to. <laughs> um, oh, come on, I reloaded it. It should work this time, right? Or not. The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky, <laughs> they're all together, ooky, the islands, suddenly. Still in it. Their cousin's name's Vagina. <laughs> they're always going. She comes together. from Carolina. She comes from Carolina, the Adams family. All right, there we go. Let's try again. Another shot. <laughs> Give your chance to blow. <laughs> oh, it's blowing all right. It's blowing hard. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> This is why we can't have nice clips. Vagina. <laughs> One more try, and then I guess if not, then I'll just have to give up. <laughs> Take my ball, go home. <laughs> Screw you guys, going home. Thankfully, everyone, I do not have to. Even if it's with dirty slots True love is what I want the most I just jerked off in your French toast <laughs> Yeah There we go Ten minutes, Ten minutes. <laughs> It was so worth it <laughs> I love that guy Just the way he sings it is so it makes it even funnier. He's like really putting his all all his effort into it. Like the three kids are just kind of like, eh. You can tell they're not really singers. But that cook guy, he's doing it professionally. <laughs> I just jerked off in your French toast. <laughs> he's giving that line his all. And I appreciate that. <laughs> Oh, I laugh every time I hear it. Sorry, God, I've done. I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> Good times. Good times are had by all. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a good one. As is my number two. Uh, this is one I know we've talked about before. Um, but a guy, I forgot, oh, I was going to look up his name, but I forgot to, um, the guy who plays him, but basically there's a scene in Back to the Future 2 that has always captured my imagination and always tickled my fancy, which is where once Marty knocks out Biff and <laughs> the Marty from the, the, the second Marty comes in to steal the almanac back from him. And there's this guy, uh, I wish I knew the actor's name, but you've seen him in other things, I think, as just minor parts. And he's just kind of this nerdy dude. Uh, he's got like a weird looking nose. <laughs> and he's just like, 
I think he took that guy's wallet. I think he took his wallet. <laughs> and then, like, when yeah. Biff comes to, he's like, <laughs> he's looking for McFly, and he's just like, and the guy just, again, he says, like, what the fuck? Just jerked off in your French toast. <laughs> Couldn't get it to play at all, and now it fucking plays over and over again. <laughs> God damn it. Let me see if this one plays. Oh, nope. It ain't gonna. All right. But yeah, then basically Biff comes to, and he's like, I think he took your wallet. And then he looks right at the camera, and he's like, I think he took his wallet. <laughs> 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 so literally like four times <laughs> he says something about he took your wallet <laughs> all of a sudden in the, couple, you know, the span of probably two or three minutes of screen time but <laughs> it's fucking great he's just so obsessed with letting you know that this guy took his wallet and I feel like the fact that he's looking right at the camera on the last one says like oh yeah we're totally in on this <laughs> it's just one of the funniest moments in that movie to me I just love the fact that he's so single-minded. He's just like, I think he took his wallet. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so obsessed. <laughs> oh, it's pretty great. So that wallet guy, keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> like they should have had his ancestor in Back to the Future Part Three. <laughs> I think he took your wallet. (laughs) 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 They did a lot of that cyclical stuff, so it's like they should have just had him in there. All right. Well, my number one, I do have a clip for. We'll see if it actually works. (laughs) I'm guessing not. I think we know the answer to that. (laughs) But first, before we get to that, uh, I will run down some, because uh, this, this movie really has a shit ton of characters that are super memorable, but only in it for like a scene or two. Uh, I'm talking about a movie that better come up on your list. <laughs> Billy Madison. Oh, it might. Oh. <laughs> Pretty much every character in this movie, whether they're the big characters or the small characters, just every one of them is super memorable, uh, super quotable. Like, they're all just really great. Um, I can, can't really think of many who it's like, oh, that, that one kind of sucked. Like, maybe Adam Sandler's fat friend, the one who's not Norm MacDonald. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. he probably, they probably could have got somebody better for that. But other than that, like, everybody else is just perfect. And just dead nuts on. Um, so I'm going to do kind of a top three of characters from those from those uh, from that movie. Um, only one of which, the number one, will have a clip because that's you know clearly the best. <laughs> but number three is the old lady uh, at the little you know Amish town thing that they go to. Who's uh, just rambling on about? <laughs> they have horseshoes, but do they have horse socks? <laughs> Is anyone even listening to me? <laughs> 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 and 
And then, of course, she's got the great line about, well, if peeing in your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty great. <laughs> so her whole her whole thing was pretty awesome. Uh, that's number three there. Uh, number two, I'm going to go with the principal from the high school who ends up uh, kind of moderating the, the game show at the end. <laughs> I believe he's played by one of these uh, writers from SNL. Um, and he was just great. I love the fact that he like has the category up there about his wife being a cheating whore. <laughs> and he just keeps bringing that, bringing that up whenever possible. <laughs> just working that in to all the categories. And then, of course, he's got the great line about... Uh, once Billy Madison gives his uh, his response, and he's just like, that is the single dumbest thing I've ever heard. At no point during your rambling, nonsensical <laughs> response were you close to anything that could remotely resemble a correct answer. <laughs> That's the rest. So he's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are all now. Or wait, how to? Oh shit, I can't remember. Everyone is now here is stupid. <laughs> can't listen to that. Yeah. <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> A simple no would have sufficed. <laughs> oh, so that guy, that guy was pretty awesome. Um. But, of course, for the number one and my number one on this list, there's really only one choice. Uh, the biggest standout character from that movie to me. <laughs> the one, you know, I think everybody, but definitely me, quotes the most. Uh, old Man Clemens and his devil woman of a wife. Yep. <laughs> I love those characters. Uh, they just have that one scene where uh, Billy Madison and his friends are lighting poop on his on his porch, and it's just so glorious. Um, I'm gonna try to play the clip. We'll see if it works. Oh God damn it! It's looking like no. <laughs> try one more time. Now put it out with your boots, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me my business, devil woman. <laughs> it's poop again. <laughs> All right, let me reload it. <laughs> He's going to shit when he realizes it's shit. <laughs> Just don't put it out with your boots, Ted. It's such a great line. I don't know why it's so awesome, but it is. <laughs> and she was totally right. He shouldn't have put it out with his boots. Fucking Ted. I just, I would... I would <laughs> don't tell me my business, devil woman. Like, I would have loved to just see a spinoff movie about those two characters and what their interactions are like. <laughs> just them yelling at each other all day. <laughs> that would have been glorious. But their sex would have been terrific. <laughs> oh, that sex scene would have been amazing. 
Yeah. To be as good as the Han Solo and Chewbacca sex scene in Solo. <laughs> what are you doing in there, Han? <laughs> going to town. Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try it one more time. God damn it. Oh, well. I'll probably just start playing at some random part during the show. So, look forward to that. <laughs> but, yeah, basically, you get the gist of it. Uh, he's <laughs> They're lighting, you know, dog shit out on his, fire, on his porch. Um, and he goes to step on it, and it gets poop all over his shoes. <laughs> and he's just a cranky, cranky old man who just comes out in, like, a fucking, like, a wife beater in his underpants. <laughs> And boots. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Just a good luck. <laughs> Which he probably had while just sitting on his chair. Yeah. <laughs> he got out there pretty quick. So he must have been prepared. He's like, well, got to have my boots on and my underwear. <laughs> That's just how this works. <laughs> Another one of those flaming bags. <laughs> Which again, I'm sure, obviously this has happened many times, and apparently he has not learned his lesson by stepping in shit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I love the like he like he gives it. I was watching it again when I was cutting up the clip, and like he gives it two sniffs, and then, like a long pause, and one more sniff. <laughs> He's like, just gotta be sure. It's poop again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. (laughs) Just those two characters are are pretty phenomenal. Um, But yeah, that's it. That's my number one. They they had to be. (laughs) Old Man Clemens, a.k.a. Ted, (laughs) who's still my icon. Old man Clemens is going to shit. As he does. As one does. (laughs) Well, uh, as Kevin slightly mentioned, my top ten list is uh, top ten Adam Sandler movies. So, uh, like I said, I could probably do 12. Anything past that, I'm really stretching. I'm really stretching because he's made a lot (laughs) of ass movies. A lot of ass to ass movies. Oh, So, uh, my number ten is uh, is Fifty First Dates. The Fifty First Dates is the true Barry. Oh. Uh, and I like this movie because it's one of the movies where like you expect to have a like a happy ending at the end, but it's. It, like nothing resolves, it, which is pretty cool. But they just try to make it work anyways. But it's about Adam Sandler. Uh, I think they're on Hawaii or some island or something like that. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But uh, mm-hmm. he meets a girl uh, played by Drew Barrymore, and uh, they meet in a cafe and they go on this really amazing date. And then the next morning, when he goes to see her again, she doesn't remember anything, and he's like, "What the fuck?" So like she thinks that he. Uh, he's stalking her and all this 
rambunctious craziness, and then it comes to find out that she, every night that she goes to sleep, and then in the morning she wakes up, she can't remember anything past that. And apparently what had happened was she had been in, I believe, a car wreck or something like that, where she's got this weird, limited memory of, uh, I don't know, I guess I don't really know how else to say it. Yeah, uh, like, like anything in beyond her short-term memory, I guess, right? Yeah, which is strange. So she remembers everything prior <laughs> to the car accident, but she doesn't remember the day of the car accident. She doesn't know anything. So um, so Adam Sandler is going out and doing his best to try and, uh, you know, possibly change that and see what he can do. And he comes to find out that uh, she's an artist and she's been drawing weird pictures of him or at least some kind of likeness of him. And he sees that mm-hmm. she remembers a little bit in a weird way, but she doesn't know, still doesn't know who he is. And at the end of the movie, that's exactly how it plays out. She still has to wake up every morning and she plays a, a videotape of him explaining, hey, you know, we're married. Uh, you have a kid yeah. with me. Like, it's crazy. I don't even know how that process even happens. I wake <laughs> up every morning being pregnant. Like, how does this happen? Um, still a really good movie. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a weird feeling. Yeah. You just wake up and, oh, fuck, I'm pregnant. The fuck? Yeah, well, or like, hey, today I'm going to try to put a baby in you. Hopefully you're cool with that, even though it's like we just technically first met in your memory. I'm like, okay, yeah. I guess I'm cool with that. Um, that is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> movie, it still works. I enjoy the movie. It's a really good movie. Um, but yeah, that's my number ten. Fifty first day. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen that whole movie. I think I've seen at least parts of it. Hmm. Maybe I'll watch it someday. Yeah, Sit down, power through. I mean, the, the chemistry between uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore is pretty great. Uh, they do have really good chemistry together. It's true. Um, uh, I know that they made a movie where they're in Africa, and, and even that movie was pretty good, um, but it just didn't make my top ten list. Uh, to <laughs> I don't blame they you. They seem to do this every ten years, which is very strange. Every ten years, they seem to make a movie together. Yeah. It's like those before sunrise, before sunset things that Ethan Hawke does, but different characters. <laughs> I don't like Ethan Hawke. All right, moving on to number nine. <laughs> All right. My number nine, as Kevin previously mentioned, Billy Madison. Billy Madison is my number nine. Number nine? Uh, number nine. What? I knew he'd get very angry. This is the China girl thing all over again. <laughs> but it's not. This should be number one. That I like more. No, God. <laughs> this is the best movie he's ever made. Oh. <laughs> No, no. He no, peaked no. at the big, very beginning. <laughs> wow. This is a good movie. I like this movie. I knew you'd get angry with this, this place. But you and I have two different, like, uh, I don't know, sense of humors when it comes to certain things. Then this movie, I can totally see being up your alley. But for me, it's just very zany. There are a lot of funny parts, and I do enjoy the movie. It's just... It's just almost over, it's way too over the top for it to be a movie. I love the <laughs> premise, though. The premise is great. 
Uh, essentially, it's Adam Sandler playing a guy named Billy Madison, and he drops out of school. Or I don't even know if he went to school. Oh, no, did he go to school or whatever? But his dad um, his oh, his, pretty much his Yeah, his uh, dad paid the teachers off to let him pass, basically. <laughs> right. So what uh, Adam Sandler says is, hey, you know what? I'll go to school, and I can do this all by myself. And I'll grant, what was it, two weeks he had or something like that to do all of the grades? Um, or do a, uh, uh, do a grade a week? Yeah, I think that was it. He originally had a couple of weeks, maybe two months or so. Yeah. Uh, so he, he went through kindergarten all the way up through uh, graduating high school. Uh, the premise is super, super good. And, you know, uh, Adam Sandler or Billy Madison plays this, this very immature you know, he's like an older kid because he's just, you know, pretty much been rich all his life. Whatever he's wanted, he's had. He's just very spoiled. So he's like, you know what, I think it's time yeah. for me to grow up. Let me let me try to do this. And, you know, he goes through all the grades and uh, a very and, uh, story uh, makes it work. Um, but, yeah, no, it's still a good movie. I, I do I do like the movie. It's just I think there's other movies, in my opinion, that are better than it with a better story. Man, I love the story. I love everything about this movie. It's so quotable. Like, every scene is hilarious. There's not one where it's just like, oh, I don't need this scene. It's kind of slow. It's like every scene is just hilarious. <laughs> I try to watch it again, and it's just like, uh, it's hard for me to... Oh, now it's playing. <laughs> I told you. Get us to stop. You saw Misty Mountains here? Yeah. Talked to the producer at. No, his name was Sid. Sid Hacker. God damn it, shut up. <laughs> Whatever. Gotta get a job. I offered to show my dick, because I got a big dick. All right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. Yeah. You sure you didn't see another girl? Nope. Guess I'm gonna see my dick? Nobody wants to see your dick, dude. 20 bucks? We already paid you 20. What am I saying? Oh, all right. Sag! All right. This is good. This is good for me. All righty. Moving on, hopefully. I don't know where Kevin went. So he disappeared. But here we go. My number eight is The Water Boy. I like The Water Boy. 
opinion from Kevin on this one. That's good. Uh, I like the water boy. <laughs> how oh, how is the water boy ahead of Billy Madison? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> everything that I do. The water boy is a goofy movie. Um, I watched the water boy just recently and it still holds up. It's a really good movie. I still like it. Uh, it's about a, Oh damn. What was his name? Uh, I don't oh, know. Um, Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Uh, but it's about a guy named Bobby Boucher, which is hilarious. And he's uh, been this water boy for a football team forever. And uh, at one point, he just snaps. And he goes and tackles one of the uh, the football players. And everybody just realizes, like, holy shit, we might have something here. So they put him on the football team. And he just keeps, like, snapping. And what he's doing is he's picturing things that he absolutely hates or, like, things, people that have always, like, made fun of him and shit like that. And he just loses it. And it's cool because in the movie, their heads will actually change to be the thing that's making fun of them, which is just so fucking hilarious. And uh, <laughs> uh, he, he would just lose it. And sometimes he had conversations with <laughs> with these people. Uh, and uh, the actual people are like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, oh, yes, you do. <laughs> and then he would, like, go and tackle them. Oh, man. Oh, those things are fucking hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I really do like uh, Waterboy. This is probably uh, – I don't know. It's it's definitely a good movie. I really like The Water Boy. I've always liked The Water Boy. Um, yeah, it's not bad. Um, it was kind of. I'm never I'm never as big a fan of his movies where he's doing like a character as I am where he's just kind of being himself. I think he's better at that kind of thing. Like where he's trying yeah. to do accents and weird shit like that. It gets kind of weird. <laughs> Normally, I'm, I'm with you because this is the only movie where it's like that on my list because I know it's really pissed you off if I threw like Little Nicky in before or <laughs> oh, after Waterboy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be it. <laughs> I, I really do like The Waterboy. I, I think it's a really good movie. It's just, it's really fucking funny. Um, yeah, it's definitely got its moments. I like Feruza Balk. I wish she was in more things. Yeah, I know. I like her too. Uh, what's her? What's it called? Uh, this is also where we see uh, Rob Schneider do the uh, uh, the famous quote. You can do quote. it. Yeah, you can do it. Cut his fucking head off. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. So started weird. that whole thing. So I think he's yep. done in an Adam several Sandler. movies by now. <laughs> they just kind of put yeah, him in there I a think, lot now. Adam Sandler, I think, did it in one of his movies. Uh, maybe the animal or something like that, which was pretty funny. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Rob Schneider uh, is the stapler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a good, great movie. <laughs> All righty. Uh, next, moving to number seven, Big Daddy. I like Big Daddy. I've always liked Big Daddy. Big Daddy is a great fucking movie. Um, it's about a guy who lives in a flat with, oh, what's his name? Um, Stuart, something Stuart. John, <laughs> name's John Stewart. Oh, yeah. He's in a flat with uh, John Stewart. And uh, John Stewart, I think, goes on vacation or work, work something or whatnot. And the kid shows up on their doorstep and they find out that it, he belongs to uh, John Stewart. Um, but Sonny is the uh, name of Adam Sandler's character in this one. It is a running trend where apparently all of his names end with Y for like the longest <laughs> time in his like beginning of his career. 
Um, but That's true. Sonny uh, has, uh, you know, he tries to start taking care of this kid, and then he says, this is my kid, and then he gives <laughs> the kid the option of, like, renaming himself, so he just renames himself the Frankenstein, which is fucking fantastic. I think what it is is we have – why this movie works so well is because Adam Sandler has a childlike wonder, and you're seeing that, this, you know, being displayed on the screen with this childlike wonder, and he's with a child now. So you're seeing that, and then he just gets – he's got, like, a short fuse, so he'll just, like, start yelling randomly at the kid, which is fucking hilarious. And Rob Schneider's in this, and they're, like, doing, like, a spelling bee test or whatnot in the living room, and he's, like, spelling all the smaller words. And they're asking Rob Schneider to spell hippopotamus, which – or hippopotamus. Hip, um, hip-hop? Hip-hop anonymous? <laughs> Why does he get all the easy ones? Um, but, yeah, it it's such a good movie. Uh, it's a heartfelt movie. Uh, I really, I really like this Big Daddy. I think it was one of the first DVDs that I ended up buying of uh, Adam Sandler's, which is weird. Damn. Um, yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, Scuba Steve. Yeah, I'm, yeah, damn you, Scuba Steve. That's like my favorite line from that one. <laughs> yep. Damn you, Scuba Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This doesn't have nearly as many funny parts as Billy Madison, so that's why. I wouldn't put it up there <laughs> for me anyway. That's true. Well, that's, yeah, well, this one takes a, it does go, you see more of a serious side to Adam Sandler. Like I said, Adam Sandler himself has the childlike wonder, but in this movie, he's kind of like down on his luck. So he, he got into, I, I think a, an auto accident or something like that. And he got this huge, like uh severance check and all this shit. So he just stopped working. So uh, his father kind of sees him as a failure and just kind of like mooching off the system. And you're seeing just this, like, more serious side of Adam Sandler in this movie. And he's trying to bring that as uh, a pseudo-parent to this kid, which I think is just a great chemistry between him and the kid. Um, I can't remember their stupid fucking names. The kids, like, they did the same thing they did with Full House. For oh, twins. Uh, Dylan and Cole Sprouse? Sure. I think. Dylan <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. But uh, and the kid in the movie is great. Everything he's done after that has just been shit. Well, the two of them have <laughs> just been shit. I mean, he was on Friends for a while. Weird. Did he wipe his own ass? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> they didn't explicitly say, but I would assume. <laughs> Weird. I think it was. I think Big Daddy's the only non-Kevin Smith movie I've seen Joey Lauren Adams in. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Which is weird, but I liked her in that too. Yeah. She did really good in that movie. I forgot. Yeah, she's she's trying to or she starts dating uh Adam Sandler in the movie. That's really good. Um man, yeah, I forgot she was in there. Yeah. But yeah, Big Daddy. It's a good movie. I like it a lot. Uh number six. Number six is Happy Gilmore. I love Happy Gilmore. There's so many great lines in yeah. Happy Gilmore. And I think this is one where, like, Billy Madison's just over-the-top, like, goofy, funny, zany kind of thing, where Billy Mad- or, uh, Happy Gilmore is, again, ending in a Y, but also uh, it's, like, <laughs> it's zany and goofy, but at the same time it's, I wouldn't say serious, but he's just more angry in this movie than he is in, like, Billy Madison, where it's just, like, really weird. 
Um, there's some <laughs> angry parts, I guess. Yeah, he's so playful. Like, Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he's definitely a lot more playful, which is fun. But, uh, uh, but yeah, and Happy Gilmore, he's got a short fuse, so, like, every single time something happens, he's just <laughs> straight fucking angry, which is what makes that movie so funny. He's like, oh, just go to your home. Just go to your home. <laughs> um, there's so many good parts in that movie. Um, I, I Carl Weathers, which makes I, makes the movie. Yeah, um, I love Carl Weathers. I, I, for people who don't know what Happy Gilmore is, it's a guy, uh, or it's a movie about a guy who plays hockey, and uh, I don't remember exactly what led to whatever, but eventually he starts uh, playing golf. I think to make some money. Uh, for his yeah. grandma who's losing to house. keep his grandma's house, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he ends up uh, kind of like shocking the world because he brings this like weird hockey game into golf, and he's smashing the ball like wicked hard as he would a hockey puck, <laughs> I suppose. But the way he would do it is yeah. he just doesn't stand there and just swing using the club. his slap he shot would run basically up the ball and then smash it, and then uh, uh, he just became this like star and he did really, really well, and then he does this amazing, uh, uh, amazing, I guess, putt-putt shot right at the end of the uh, movie to win over the house and all this other stuff, and uh, pretty much outplay Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Shooter McGavin's great, too. He's Christopher McDonald is at his best in this movie. He is. I think what ended up happening was he was so amazing in that movie that, unfortunately, and I know that I've seen an interview with him, this movie has cursed him for the rest of his life. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, because people only know him now as Shooter McGap. So he's just like, ah. <laughs> Damn it. I hate when that happens. Yeah. He's, a, he's great. I know. And at least he got he's to be working for a dream after this. He was great in there, too. That, that's true. He did also do the collection. The collection. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another good movie. That's true. Um, so I mean, he's still making movies, but yeah, I, I know that I saw an interview with him. I think it was with Carrot Top and Vanilla Ice. What a weird crowd <laughs> to be hanging out with. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. He was talking about uh, how you know it just that movie's just pretty much just ruined him. They only know him as Shooter McGavin. He's just like, oh, God, I'm so sick of it already. It's just sad. Oh, yeah, I hate when that happens. Give him some chances, guys. Well, let's have to go more. Yeah, that's a good one. I would. That's that's definitely my close, close second uh, to Billy Madison. It's right up there. Like, those two are, like, heads and shoulders to me above all the other ones um, at the very, very top. Damn. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, they're in the middle for me. So we're going to go on. <laughs> um, my number five is The Wedding Singer. Oh, God, do I love this movie. Again, the chemistry with um, uh, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore, it, 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 it definitely it displays itself on the screen in this movie. They work so well together. The movie's just so good. There's so many hilarious parts. But this is another one where uh, Robbie, again, and then with that why? <laughs> oh, yeah. Robbie, uh, <laughs> Uh, he he plays as a wedding singer, and I believe she is a, a, a waitress at the place that he mm-hmm. was playing that night for a wedding. And they end up meeting. And uh, it, it, the weird thing is, is it's it's not like it, the movie's filmed uh, or at least like played in the '80s, so it's got that huge '80s vibe, which is really good. But 
the crazy thing about this movie is that it's not like it stands out as like a great dating movie or like especially like a great comedy movie. There's nothing really special about it, but it's just a great, <laughs> I guess, weird love story about a guy who's just kind of like going through a shit time with his, uh, I think, his girlfriend uh, who breaks up with him or some shit like that. And then this yeah, girl, Julia, Lewis, Julia, I believe. yeah, Julia uh, is about to get married to this uh, scumbag who's just cheats on her all the time. And uh, Rob is just like, oh, you know, I, I'm starting to get feelings for her and all this other stuff. It's such a good fucking movie. And Marsha's in it, which is really bizarre. Um, <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Um, but such a good fucking movie, though. I really enjoy uh, The Wedding Singer. There's so many good songs in there that uh, Adam Sandler sings in the movie. Um uh, especially the one on the plane. That one's always great. I want to grow old with you. Or even the one where he's like oh, yeah. singing the song about his ex-girlfriend, which is fucking hysterical. Um, <laughs> I, I just, I really love The Wedding Singer. It's such a great fucking movie. Um, the cool thing, uh, fun fact. So like I said, uh, I think it was uh, Jimmy Fallon's show. He brought on Drew Barrymore to talk about the new African movie with Adam Sandler. And uh, Drew Barrymore's there, and I think Adam Sandler shows up as a surprise guest. But he shows up with a guitar, and they talk about the whole 10, you know, every 10 years we do this thing. And uh, he starts to play I Want to Grow Old With You right there on the stage. I was like, oh, God, this is so good. (laughs) 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 Gotcha, Uh, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I got it. But, yeah, I really like The Wedding Singer a lot. That's definitely one of my favorites. Just in general. I remember um, I really liked the right. uh, the eighties soundtrack for sure. <laughs> Especially since there's a whole yeah. scene that revolves around like uh China Girl. That that is very true. Um you know what I've learned? <laughs> so like I, I love I love the aesthetic of the eighties. I really do. There's nothing mm. that I like I love the whole aesthetic of the eighties. Um, I like the 90s still a little bit more because I've, I've said this before and I'm sure I'm quoting somebody else, but the 80s was that time where like everybody just started to get like, you know, uh, original and artsy and things started becoming more, uh, you know, colorful and uh, really cool. A lot of denim. Uh, yeah, all the neon. and when the, Yeah, but when it merged into the 90s, the 80s was all of that, but the 90s was that as well, but with a little bit more attitude. Um, and I, that's why I like the nineties. It just spits in your face a little more. All right. Uh, moving on. The Dilophosaurus <laughs> of decades. Uh, all right. So my number four is there are probably, fuck, let me, hold on, let me go into my mind and I'm not going to go through all these movies because I'm not going to sit here and just do that <laughs> to myself, but Three, maybe, and one of them I can't think of, but I'm sure it's out there somewhere. But there's at least three movies, probably. I know at least one for sure. But Click is one of them. At the (laughs) end of this movie, like, it is a tearjerker. I do not cry in movies. But for some reason, Click made me do it. I have no idea why. (laughs) Um, It was between uh, Henry Winkler's scene, and I was like, what the fuck? This is really sad. And then when Adam Sandler, like, dies at the end of the movie, I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was like, I don't know why my eyes are tearing for this. It doesn't make sense, but it's just so heartfelt. But Click is such a great movie because it takes a premise that 
is like, oh, typical fucking Adam Sandler movie. But it makes it super fucking real. Like, I thought it was going to be like a, a fun, <laughs> goofy movie the entire time in this movie. But it's not. It's really not at all. But the premise is, is uh, Adam Sandler is going through a lot of shit at work. And he's going through a lot of family stuff. And all this stuff is kind of like happening all at the same time in the movie. He's got two kids, uh, a boy and a girl, and he's dating uh, Underworld Girl. And, uh, or no, married to Underworld, <laughs> Underworld Girl. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> Kate Beckinsale. Uh, yeah, Kate Beckinsale. So uh, he's just got so much shit going on, and he has to make a stop over at Bed, Bound, Bed Bath & Beyond for something. And he goes to the Beyond section and runs into Christopher Walken, who shows him <laughs> this remote that he can use for his life. So he could, you know, fast forward through parts or rewind parts. Or, like, going through, like, uh, uh, selected scenes. There's even commentary by James Earl Jones about his life. So there's all sorts of different <laughs> options with this remote, which is pretty hilarious. And just that idea is, like, oh, this is going to be a goofy movie. Like, I get to see him just rewinding things and speeding things up. But for, but that is not what this movie is. Like, there's very little parts where it's, like, oh, that's funny. Like, it's a serious fucking movie. <laughs> Which just doesn't make a lot of yeah. sense for a movie called Click, and it's about a universal remote <laughs> that controls the universe. Um, it, it's bizarre, and I really, really love this premise. It's such a really unique idea of, like, taking something that should have been hilarious and making it a serious role. Like, he starts to fast-forward through parts, which puts his brain in the zombie mode during the parts that he's fast-forwarding over. Like, his body's put in autopilot, so it's just doing stuff, but it's becoming lifeless. So when he fast-forwards to the part, he finally gets, you know, he's, uh, we'll just say, like, two years down the line. He's like, oh, I'm back in my normal self. And everybody just sees him as kind of like a shitty person because he's becoming a workaholic. And he's not spending so much time with his family. <laughs> and he tries to change that. So he makes these changes, but he's still uh, a workaholic. And uh, he can't get that out of his head because he wants to do the best he can to provide for his family. Um, David Hasselhoff's in this movie, and is, he's just like a dick boss to him. Uh, so he's just trying to appease him because he says, hey, on this, after this project, you do this project, I'm going to make you my partner. And that would give Adam Sandler all the, all, you know, all the money in the world to take care of his family and do all this and the other thing. So it's just this nonstop snowball effect every time he uses the remote, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, and he treats his family like shit. He treats his parents like shit. Um, and he realizes that he, this is like one huge fucking mistake. Oh man, what a fucking movie! It's such a good movie. I mean, there are some funny parts in the movie, but as far as like uh, Adam Sandler's like seriousish role, I think he does a really good job in this movie. He it, it's like he hits the right notes when it's just like fuck. I, I you can see where he's coming from. You can see where the tur- turmoil is in his life when he uses this remote. But he's just like, oh, let me see if I can try to fix it, and then uses it again. And then the remote starts to malfunction and then just starts working on its own, which is skipping through a lot more shit that he doesn't want to be skipping through. It's kind of doing an autopilot thing. So like during sex, he doesn't like to do the massage thing. So he just kind of fast forwards a little bit until he gets to the good part, but then he finishes really fast. So every time that they had sex, <laughs> um, the remote would play by itself and he would just skip through the good parts. So I don't know. It's a really, really good movie. I really like this movie. It's not disturbing like my brother Nick thinks it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the most disturbing movie ever. <laughs> uh, but it's still a really fucking solid movie. Um, I really like it. I remember I saw Adam this. Sandler's I think play. I saw this in the theaters once, and I don't think I've ever watched it since. 
It just didn't oh. didn't totally it's do it like, enough for me. I, I remember it was fine, but not like oh man, I loved it. <laughs> I think just because I was go, I was expecting more of a comedy. Yep, I think everybody was. And I think I, yeah, I remember I didn't watch it in theaters. I remember I think I rented it from Hollywood Video, and then immediately I went out and bought the movie because I was like, this movie is it's so good. Um, <laughs> God, I, I love Click. Such a good movie. Definitely made me uh, made me tear up, tear up during a couple scenes. Nice. Alrighty. Uh, my number three. Oh, I love this movie. Uh, I've watched it way, probably more times than I'd probably like to admit, but I still love this movie so much. I don't know <laughs> if, you, if you've seen it, but A Crazy Nights. God damn. Oh. I love this movie. <laughs> no. I never saw that one. Oh, God. So good. I've watched this movie. Uh, man, it has to be in the 20s or 30s, man. I have seen it so many times. Holy I shit. love this movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you might uh, be the only one in the it, world who's done that. <laughs> I don't think I've maybe. heard many good things about this, especially the Whitey character. I heard he's just really annoying. Oh, that voice grates on you. He's supposed to be annoying. <laughs> he's supposed to be annoying, but that's a... Uh, well, Eight Crazy Nights is about a guy named uh, Stone. What the hell is his first name? Because um, I don't think it's doesn't have a Y. I don't think it has a Y. Hold on a second. Hold on, everybody. Give me just one <laughs> quick little tamperoo here. Uh, da- oh, I, I know. I was wrong. Davy Stone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It could have been just Dave or David. Nope, they had to make it Davey, so you have that why. I'm looking at all the movies right now that he's done. uh, And if they don't end in a Y, they end in an I-E. It's really weird. There's very few movies where it's not like that. Jack and Jill. (laughs) No, he didn't do that movie. (laughs) Nope. Hey, give me Jack. a picture for a Henry. Oh, shit. Surprised he didn't change his like, yeah. real name to Adamy. <laughs> Just made up my <laughs> own name now. Oh, yeah. Gohan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, as he grows up. Well, yeah, Good most Lord. of the time it, is, it still ends with a Y. Because grown ups, he's Lenny, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen any of those movies. <laughs> I think anybody has. Damn. Uh, <laughs> nope. Not people who like their oh, album. We're not talking about that. We're talking about Davy Stone. Uh, this has so many great actors in it. They're doing voices. So this is a uh, animated movie that Adam Sandler, I think, wrote, or at least helped write. And uh, he's obviously the star in this one. Um, like John Lovitz is in there, and uh, I can't remember the other guy. That's also bunch of SNL people. Uh, from his era, uh, are in this movie, which is really, really good. But um, I really like this movie. It's about him kind of just being a shitbag in this uh, in this town. I don't even know what he does for work. Uh, I know he gets in trouble, and he's about to go to jail. And this one guy named Whitey, who's kind of like this man, uh, he, he's the town-like helper. Like anything that this small town needs, he usually is always there to help him out. But everybody in the town also thinks he's very annoying, which is, plays the part well because he is. He's extremely fucking annoying. But you can tell he's got a big heart. So 
He's always like going out above and above, uh, above and beyond to try to help everybody out in this small town. And uh, everybody just makes fun of him and bullies him. And uh, they're about to send Adam Sandler's character to jail. And Whitey's like, hey, you know what? Uh, let me take him in. Let me say we're trying to change him. Uh, you know, we'll put him, I'll put him on the basketball, uh, I guess, not on the basketball team, but like to help assist with basketball because uh, I think a part-time referee or something like that because Whitey's the referee for the kids' uh, basketball no. team. So it's like, hey, okay. I'll put him on the uh, team with me. I'll try to change him. I'll do the best. I'll try to take him in, uh, you know, a father figure. And uh, Davy Stone is just this crazy alcoholic who just, you know, just gets into all sorts of bullshit. And the entire time uh, there's this, like, conflict, some, like, weird hidden conflict between the two of them where they're just, you know, kind of going back and forth with each other. Um, and it's such a – it's another, like, heartfelt movie-ish, but it's definitely Adam Sandler's, like, I'm definitely a fucking dickhead movie which is still pretty good because he just makes fun of Whitey the whole time, uh, which is still some pretty funny scenes. But uh, I really do enjoy this movie. Uh, I don't think there's any other Jewish holiday movies out there. I, I could be wrong, but <laughs> sure, I think many. this one does it really well. Uh, it's definitely a, uh, the, the, the movie's a musical, and I know that Adam Sandler wrote all the music to this. And, oh, man, so many amazing songs in this fucking movie. So many fucking great songs in this movie. Um, like John Lovett's character has a hook for a hand and everybody just says, well, how does he wipe his own ass? And he's like, trust me, you learn the hard <laughs> way. Um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of funny parts in this movie. Uh, some of it's over the top, but yeah, eight crazy nights. I definitely recommend it for you to, you might like it a lot. Uh, no, I don't know. Cause Whitey's <laughs> probably just be angry the whole time. Uh, but yeah, eight crazy uh, Moving on, Mr. Deeds is my number two. This is one of maybe a handful of movies that I've seen more than three times in the movie theaters. This movie... <laughs> nice. Oh, God. I love this movie. Mr. Deeds is one of my favorite movies, especially of Adam Sandler movies. Um, he plays a, a really good, you know, a, a, you know, a good guy. He just plays this really good guy. Uh, in this movie, and he has an uncle who's a billionaire in New York that uh, ends up passing away by climbing a mountain and freezing on the top of it, which is hysterical in itself. Um, so they pull, down, pull him down from the mountain, find out that he does have one, uh, one, one person in his family that's still alive, and it's uh, Deeds. Uh, wow, what was Mr. Deeds' first name? Because I know it was funny. He's like, no, it's called <laughs> Deeds. Uh, a lot of <laughs> uh, no, but no, people just call them Deeds or Deedsy. So, um, oh, Deedsy, yeah, there so, uh, Yep, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so he come, he goes to New York to accept this giant thing of money. And he's like, well, you know, I kind of want to just go out in New York, kind of check it out. I said he's from a, a small town in, I think it's New Hampshire. Um, but he's from this really small town. And he's like, well, you know, I'd like to check out New York. So he ends up staying there, I think, a few weeks. Um, and ends up meeting, uh, God, what the fuck's her name? Uh, Winona Ryder? Yeah, Winona Ryder. Ends up meeting Winona Ryder, and uh, uh, they start dating, but he finds out later that she's actually reported to a news station, and she's just trying to kind of use him to get a story, but then they actually end up, like, falling in love, but... By that time, uh, Deeds is already pissed off at her, and he's like, you know, fuck this place. 
everybody just sucks here. They all just try to come after you or your money and stuff like that. It's like, you know what, fuck this. I don't even need the money. So he donates it to, I think, uh, uh, fuck, uh, I think it's just like a, some weird black African-American uh, uh, charity or something like that. And, and he's just like, I don't need the money. I don't need this place, whatever. I, I'm going back home it's just because it's that good hearted. So he leaves, and Winona Ryder is just completely devastated because she actually started falling in love with him. So it's this really great, like, movie, and you feel bad at that moment where you actually do see the love, but then it's all broken with, you know, untrusted, uh, you know, direction. <laughs> so it's it's such a yeah, such a really it good, always happens really in these movies. Movie. I know, but uh, yeah, Mr. Deeds is such a good movie. It's got Johnny McEnroe in there, so you know it's good. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good people in there. I like this. I this like was a lot. Uh, this it's crazy that this is so high on your list because this I think was kind of the beginning of the end for me <laughs> with Adam Sandler because I really, really? hated Little Nicky, and this oh, one I was like, all right, this is better, but if this is as good as it's gonna get, I'm like, uh, I'm not interested. <laughs> like this was definitely a step really? up from that, and it wasn't terrible, but it I was like, well, this it's, it looks like he's lost his old. Billy Madison fastball. <laughs> I still don't understand why it's so high on your list. Because <laughs> it's um, so funny. <laughs> I like I like uh, actual comedy in my comedies. <laughs> but it's too weird of comedy. It's almost cringy comedy. <laughs> no, it's all hilarious comedy. Uh, I don't know. I loved Mr. Deeds. Um, I, it's such a good fucking movie. Um, I don't know, man. I definitely like the part really where he's like, playing David Bowie on the on the plane. Oh yeah, that's right. When they're going to New York, that, um, yeah. Oh, the characters in that movie are just so fucking good. I, I just love this movie so much, man. Um, I even like his butler, which is fucking hysterical throughout the movie. I know he's been in a bunch of other movies, but his butler's so damn fucking funny. Um, uh, this is also, like, during my high school days, uh, anytime I hurt my back or something like that, uh, there's a scene in the movie where <laughs> Adam Sandler goes, he slides down a railing on a staircase, and he flies off the railing and lands on a table. And they're like, oh, God, these are you okay? It's like, yeah, my back hurts. <laughs> it's, it's so fucking funny. Is he doing it because he's, he can hear the echo in the hallway of this giant mansion that he's living in? <laughs> so he's like, my back hurts. So I just started saying that, like, continuously during high school. It's hilarious. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I love this movie. That's uh, pretty good. I just want to watch this movie right now, actually. Um, all right. And my number one movie uh, – that uh, Adam Sandler made uh, is definitely not his funniest movie. It's a movie called Rain Over Me. It's actually not funny at all. This movie is just <laughs> not funny. Um, this is probably the most serious role that I've seen Adam Sandler in, and other people have said the same thing. I've uh, I've watched other Adam Sandler top ten lists, and uh, it seems that Rain Over Me is really high on a lot of people's lists because it's such a powerful ex- uh, uh, performance. So essentially what it is, is mm-hmm. let me see if I can try to find his name. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I remember you talking about this one before. I vaguely, yeah. I don't know if it sounds familiar. Yeah. So I still haven't seen uh, it though. In the movie, uh, 
It's super, super good, man. Uh, so in the movie, he plays a guy named Charlie. And Don Shadle is in this movie as well. And just I guess we'll just go in this order. Uh, him and uh, Don Shadle went to college together to be dentists. And uh, they both make it out. You know, they both graduate and whatnot. And they kind of uh, go their own paths. Um, and then Charlie's family, or Charlie begins a family. And somewhere down the line uh, in 2001, uh, their family gets on a plane, uh, both the dog, the, the kid, and his wife, and Charlie was at home. He was uh, waiting for them to come back or something. Their plane was one of the planes that hit the uh, one of the towers. And uh, he loses his whole family and everything. And from that point on, he shuts down. He completely shuts down. Uh, he becomes the shell of a, uh, a person. Uh, but he gets this huge, huge, like, insurance check and all this, all this. So he's got shitloads of money just ridiculous amounts of money, but he's not spending it because he's completely shut down. So every once in a while, he gets some weird things. Uh, one of his things that his wife asked him to do was to remodel the kitchen, but he was busy at work, so he never really got the chance. But now he's, because he's shut down, he stopped working because now he's just living off all this you know, piles of money. Um, so now mm. every month, he just remodels the kitchen. He just does it because that's what his wife wanted, wanted him to do. So he just does it. So it just keeps changing continuously. Um, but in the movie... Don Shadle runs into him and says, like, oh, hey, Charlie, what's going on? And Don Shadle knew that his family was in the plane-ish. Like, he knew of the story. He's read the story, but, he, you know, he hasn't seen Charlie since college. So I was like, hey, you know, uh, how's it going? And he's trying to uh, reconnect with him and just be a friend to him. And he's realizing that Charlie has just completely shut down. And um, he's trying to break him out of that, trying to give him out, kind of do this, like, uh, kind of like a bromance kind of thing. Just, like, you know, be really good friends to this guy who's just, Seems like he has nobody. And um, there's so many great parts. They find out that there's a, uh, Charlie's uh, parents in law in laws. Um, they're trying to talk to him, but every time that he sees them, he runs away. He just takes off and runs. And be, uh, he does that because it, it reminds him of his wife and everything like that. And this is extremely powerful, uh, I guess, uh, scene in the movie where. Uh, they're like, well, why don't you keep any pictures of your family? Why don't you do any of this? He's like, because I'm constantly thinking of them. I don't need pictures. That only makes it worse. Like, even the poodle. I can't stop thinking of the poodle. I don't need pictures. They're always in my mind. And it's just this extremely powerful scene. It's just like, holy shit, Adam Stanley can't act when he wants to act. Um, it's such a great fucking movie, man. I really love this movie. The chemistry between Don Shale and Adam Sandler is really good. There's just a couple times where Adam Sandler like completely breaks down and just loses the shit. Um, and uh, Don Shale's just like, what the fuck just happened? And then uh, Charlie will uh, leave. Um, like he kind of goes in there and just loses the shit one time and like starts breaking everything. And uh, just, it's like almost like a temper tantrum, I suppose. Um, and Don Shale has to take a step back and realize that, you know, this is just, it, we have to try to break him from this habit. And it, it's a really fucking great movie. I love Brain Overly. I really think it's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. Uh, not just with Adam Carolyn, hmm. just in general. It's a super great movie. Damn. That's high praise yeah. indeed. Indeed, man. Super, super good. But yeah, that's my top 10 Adam Sandler movies. I'll try to download that after we get off the show. I'll start downloading yeah. it. Yeah, Jaded, finally Jaded gave it a Peter watch. Smith in the movie, so you know it's gonna be good. And Liv Tyler. Oh no. <laughs> uh, she's hardly in the movie, so she's Don Shadle's <laughs> wife in the movie, and they're 
uh, they're married, and there's a kind of like this like weird like. So she starts to get pissed off because Don Shadle's always trying to hang out with Charlie now. So uh, he's hardly around his wife, and his wife's kind of like, I guess in a weird way, jealous. Just like, oh, you can't oh, okay. spend time with me anymore. But all, all Don Shadle's trying to do is just try to help his friend out, um, which is really mm-hmm. good. Luke Tyler's in the movie. She plays uh, a, a therapist, I believe, uh, to try to help Charlie out, but Charlie's never seen a therapist. So even the even the chemistry there is really good because – uh, Adam Sandler's just like, you're too young. You're too young. You shouldn't be a doctor. You're too young. <laughs> and she's like, well, I am really young. He's like, you're too young. I can't do this. And then th- that was one session. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so he just, he just, <laughs> just like makes fun of her and gets out of there. Uh, it's really good, man. I, I <laughs> so recommend this movie. Hmm. Interesting. I'll check it out. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's like that one. It's not going to be funny. I'm telling you that right now. There's no joke. There, there's a couple of things that might make you chuckle, but there's nothing really funny about this movie. It is a very serious movie. But Don Shell's a great actor, and I think Adam Sandler does a great job in this movie. There's some really good acting in it. Yeah, yeah. Don Cheadle is definitely pretty sweet. He's really yeah. good. Indeed. All right. All right. Let's see if we can squeeze in a Weird Al album here. It's been a while. <laughs> All right. Um, we are up to the year 1990. I can't remember. If it's five or six now. Uh, but the album of Bad Hair Day. I want to say it's 96. Oh. Yeah, this is a good one. This uh, this is going to be some tough ones to make the call on. I think. Uh, other than one that's you know clearly going to get cut, <laughs> and with good reason. <laughs> but. Um, five parodies on this album. Uh, obviously, the cover was a parody of the Coolio album that came out around this time. Um, <laughs> as is the first song off this album, which was a parody of Gangsta's Paradise called Amish Paradise. Uh, this is one of the so, classics. This is this is what? hilarious. So Gully and I went to the mix Friday, and uh, we we were like trying to sing some songs and. Gully ends up picking Amish Paradise. I, one, I was shocked that they even had a karaoke <laughs> version of that song. But, oh, my God. Gully was up That's there. That's awesome. That. Yeah. It, it was oh, hilarious. my God. Do they have any other Weird Al versions? Or was it just that one? I, ha- I, I have no idea. I was just really shocked that he was <laughs> up there because I thought he was going to do Bad Touch. And he's like, dude, I'm doing Amish Paradise. I was like, what the fuck? They have that song? <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. That's awesome. God damn, this place is amazing. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the mix is the greatest. They had a crazy drag show, too, <laughs> which was very hilarious because this one guy who was singing <laughs> bumped into the curtain. Like, he fell into the curtain where all, like, the drag, uh, the people in drag were, like, getting ready and dressed. And one of them came out, and she, slash he, uh, is, like, this huge, like, dude, you know, just doing drag. And uh, I guess I'll just call her she. She gets out and she's like, oh, give me your money, bitch. And, like, goes through his pocket, takes his wallet out, and then just, like, takes, like, a dollar out of there. And then goes back into, like, the little dressing room area. Dude, it was so fucking funny, man. (laughs) (laughs) Give me your money, bitch. You don't want to mess with those drag queens. (laughs) No. They will cut you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, yeah. I'm a spirit, I (laughs) think. All right, here we go. Good song. 
As I walk through the valley where I harvest my grain, I take a look at my wife and realize she's very plain. But that's just perfect for an Amish like me. You know I shun fancy things like electricity. At 4.30 in the morning, I'm milking cows. Jebediah feeds the chickens and Jacob plows. Fool, and I've been milking and plowing so long that even Ezekiel thinks that my mind is gone. I'm a man of the land, I'm into discipline. Got a Bible in my hand and a beard on my chin. But if I finish all of my chores and you finish thine, then tonight we're gonna party like it's 1699. We've been spending most our lives I really don't care, in fact I wish him well Cause I'll be laughing my head off when he's burning in hell But I ain't never punched a tourist even if he deserved it An Amish with a tool, you know that's unheard of I never wear buttons but I got a cool hat And my homies agree I really look good in black Fool, if you come to visit you'll be bored to tears We haven't even paid the phone bill in 300 years But we ain't really quaint so please don't point and stare We're just technologically impaired there's no phone, no lights, no motor car, not a single luxury. Like Robinson Crusoe, it's as primitive as can be. We've been spending... <laughs> I'll try to cut that a little bit short there. <laughs> God only knows if this thing's even going to keep working. <laughs> That's very true, actually. I forgot about that. <laughs> But yeah, I love that song. Uh, Weird Al, surprisingly a good rapper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All of his rap songs are usually pretty darn solid. So, you can't really go wrong with that. No, no, no. Such a good jam, though. I love that song. <laughs> Super good. And a great video with a little guest spot by Florence Henderson <laughs> from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I feel like that. Oh, man. Good times. Um, well, the next song on this album, uh, this one, not not really such an all-timer. This was a parody of a big song from the Batman Forever soundtrack by the band U2, uh, Hold Me, Thrill Me, Kiss Me, Kill Me, uh, a song which I don't think has aged particularly well in that radio. You don't really hear this song on the radio much anymore. <laughs> if you're going to hear anything from that soundtrack, you hear a kiss from a rose. Um this song, not really a whole lot, but Weird Al did a version of it called Cavity Search, uh, which really, as you'll see, I mean, I don't know why they didn't just name it closer to the actual name of the song, <laughs> since there's definitely a part that mirrors the whole hold me, throw me, kiss me, kill me part. Uh, so here it is, Cavity Search. It's about going to the dentist. Can you help me? Have mercy. 
special there that one's kind of a slog <laughs> my dad listens to the fuck out of this album and i think he usually just skips that one entirely <laughs> jesus <laughs> um about this next one now this this we're going back to the the classic territory with a parody of one of my favorite 90s bands uh the presidents of the united states of america and kind of the hit that first put them on the map, I would say, with uh, Lump. And they did a parody, um, or Weird Al did a parody of that song about a character who was pretty popular at the time, coming off of his movie, uh, Forrest Gump. And this is a song called Gump. That's a good, good one. one. Lots like. of good references. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to the movie. The whole line about his girlfriend Jenny being kind of a slut, which is pretty great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I love that song. It's just it's solid all the way around. All the way around. Uh, next the up. Penis. <laughs> was a parody of a song called Misery by Soul Asylum. Um, I love the original song. I like this one as well. Uh, and here it is. This is uh, called Syndicated Incorporated. Oh, about TV. So one of Weird Al's favorite topics. Yeah. 
<laughs> I made yeah. the clips very long, so I'm going to try to cut them a little bit. Because <laughs> we got like two yeah, and a half minutes to go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. um, we'll just move on to the next one, but I do love that song so much. That syndicated and incorporated part is just so melodic, and I love it, and I'll sing it all the time. Oh, it really is. The mid-90s is just such a good time for music. God damn. Yeah. I miss those days. Um, well, the last one is one that I don't think me or you listen to the original song that much, <laughs> but I do like this version a lot. Uh, this was a parody of Waterfalls by TLC, um, and Weird Al's version calls Phony Calls, which is about making prank calls, and there's a cool clip from The Simpsons in here, so you know I like it just because of that. Here it is. Rock commercials for 100 Collect. <laughs> what about those sweet carrot top commercials? I think that's probably why. Oh yeah. Anymore. <laughs> I know what a collect. None of that is. exists anymore. That's fucking nuts. That whole collect call yeah. thing went just down the drain. <laughs> Payphones went down the drain. Yeah, that's true. Cell phones happened. Fucking nuts, man. All righty. Kind of world that we're living in. Yeah, those are our five entries. <laughs> um, Alrighty. So, I think uh, Amish Paradise and Gump are definitely in there. Yep. Um, I'd say Cavity Search definitely not. <laughs> nope. Which I know that you're gonna, you're probably gonna lean towards phony calls, but I'm gonna say Syndicated Incorporated. Or uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm totally okay with that. Um, I like them both. They're kind of neck and neck, but I could definitely go with Syndicated Incorporated. I got no no beef with that. <laughs> yep. I mean, Phony Calls is probably uh, a classic Weird Al jam when it comes down to it, but I just really like the melody of Syndicated Incorporated a little bit more. Yeah. It was a solid song initially, and better. just him adding the, like, the accordion to that solo was pretty great. Oh, it <laughs> just so makes good. it even better. 
<laughs> yep. Super, super good. I love it. Mm-hmm. And love now. it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> love mashing it. All right. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, question well, for you, good it. sir, before we wrap up the show. Uh, what oh. are you doing after this? you want to play some Dice Masters? You know I do. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad everybody got to hear that. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's pretty much it from us here at the old, at the old. Uh, I guess you can call it the original Jinkster Factory, where we make all of our sex toys. <laughs> So, I want everybody to continue flipping. <laughs> original your Janksters That's Incorporated. That's, that's Kevin Jake. This is the original Janksters. And have yourself a great rest of your weekend. I just can't believe.